it is a true testament that when we are willing to face our fears and to do so without any expectation, to just do so um, wholeheartedly, amazing things really do happen. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated, or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, night shift emergency physician, burnout thriver, and wellness champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. There. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G. And today I am recording from the beach on my phone. So I apologize ahead of time if the audio is not as crisp. And if you hear wind in the background, waves in the background. (laughs) So that's the reason why, because I'm on the beach taking a walk after dropping the cherubs at their school. And I'm just doing my morning routine where I'm literally getting in movement and enjoying nature. So I wanted to do this from the beach mainly because this is the spot that has become my favorite spot. And this has been the place where I come after a night shift to decompress. I come down here to make content videos. (laughs) I absolutely love doing that. And I also come down here to do my gratitude practice. And so so I I felt like it it was an appropriate place to have the one year anniversary podcast recording done from. So anywho, For those of you who are just coming across the podcast, who are not, who aren't familiar with the journey and why is it that I am an emergency doctor who, you know, is from Michigan uh, for majority of her practice, why is she in, why is she in Guam? Okay. So here it is. I am indeed an ER doctor. I have been practicing emergency medicine now for almost... 18 years as an attending physician. If you count residency training, then I'm pretty much over 20 years because uh, um, that's how long I've actually been a physician. But a board certified, board eligible emergency physician, we're talking about almost 18 years. Okay. So I had a fantastic life and practice in Michigan and you know of course pandemic hit and everybody's lives were changed by that there is nobody that wasn't affected by that as you well know and for us what it really made clear was that my husband could run his company from anywhere in the world as long as he had Wi-Fi and was able to have virtual meetings and so basically We made a decision at that point that 
we could live pretty much live anywhere and do you know basically do the things that we've dreamed of which is we wanted to be able to travel and and really give our children an opportunity to have experiences and so our oldest child he basically had a travel bucket list and on that travel bucket list he had many countries that were actually on this side of the world and so it was fortuitous that we ended up choosing Guam as our landing spot because the location of our new our new home is such that we can get to anywhere in the Pacific we can get down to New Zealand we can get to Australia very 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 easily from this vantage point and so that worked out for him <laughs> that worked out for us because we have family in New Zealand which we are waiting with bated breath for New Zealand to open up so that we can go and see our family there and so that was one thing the other thing was that we wanted to be somewhere where we could take our parents as well and so when we looked at the different places we looked at New Zealand we looked at Virgin Islands we looked at um, Ireland believe it or not we also looked at Australia and then Guam when we looked at Ireland for their logistics as far as getting to be able to practice there was a little too much I didn't really at this stage in my career I didn't really want to deal with all that so that was out then we looked at the Virgin Islands and Virgin Islands would have been awesome would have been close to the mainland it would be an island life which would be kind of what we were wanting we wanted to have that ability to be able to do things year-round and to really embrace that lifestyle but there were some logistics related to compensation that I was not willing to accept so that was out then we looked at New Zealand and um, I'll stop for a second here so we can like park it maybe I'll go over to my little spot there's a spot over here I can go sit down on a rock and then we could chat some more but um, then we looked at Australia and New Zealand but unfortunately they wanted me to um, well they wanted our parents actually to um, it's kind of like we're walking into the jungle <laughs> for those of you who are listening it's, it is kind of like I'm going into the jungle um, I'll show you like what I'm seeing here I don't know can you even see it it's gonna be kind of let me see if I can oh there we go see I'm walking into the brush here it's like very um like a little mini jungle so yeah little bit of a choose your own adventure going on all right so yeah so we looked at New Zealand and we looked at um, Australia and both of those I'm gonna have to let go of the microphone for a second you have to hold on to go down this rock okay all right bear with me guys okay here we go sweet okay that's it for the danger zone and let me show you what, what I'm seeing now okay if you're if you're listening we're looking at another vantage point of the bay from the corner if you're watching then you can obviously see it 
All right, cool. I'm just going to go over to this other little spot here where I can sit down on one of the rocks and then we could continue our conversation. All right, so anyway, so, and of course I'm sweaty. <laughs> so if you're watching the video, you're like, oh my God, she's like sweaty. Yes, I'm very, I'm a very sweaty person. It doesn't take much for me to, to start perspiring. Yeah, it is my gift, I guess. I don't know, I call it a gift. Okay, I'm just like being careful on the coral here because I don't want to like fall and bust my buttocks. Uh, let me see if we find a flat one to sit down on. Whew. All right. There we go. Okay. All right. And I guess I can maybe put you, try to think where can I situate you so you can see the, you can see the, um, the ocean as well. All right. Cause I want you to be able to see that if you're watching the video. All right, cool. And then you can obviously hear it if you're listening via the podcast. All right. Awesome. So this is going to be one of those, like, uh, in the field podcast. There you go. In the field. You know, actually, I think that there may be a slightly better rock because that one is kind of pointy. And my bottom is, like, not going to be happy after sitting on that for a little bit. Okay. Let me see if this one is a little bit flatter. I got a flatter one. Okay, here we go. I got to do a little climbing to get to this one, though. Ooh. Oh. All right, there we go. Whew. <laughs> I had to put in the work to get to this spot. <laughs> Gee, Louis. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, and then over there are um, the other end of the hotels with the bay. If you can see it. If you're watching the video, you can see it. I'm um, showing it. I'm panning out to that. If you're listening, take my word for it. Check out the YouTube video at some point so you can see. All right, so there you go. So, yeah, so... You know, we looked at Australia and we looked at um, New Zealand. The problem was that we wanted to take our parents and they wanted each one of them to actually have assets of about a million dollars. And since our parents don't have that kind of that kind of assets um, profile, then it was a no go. They wouldn't give them a visa. So we were racking our brains at this point because we were looking at all these possibilities thinking okay great then we remembered that we had guam in the mix and so when we looked at it guam actually did not require any of those things didn't require a visa you know they were able to maintain their medicare they would get their social security so all of the amazing things that come along with being a senior they would have those advantages because it's a u.s territory so that really made the difference. That was the thing that basically pushed us to move to Guam. And so, you know, everywhere that we were going to be moving to would have been sight unseen. So the fact that we moved somewhere sight unseen isn't really that remarkable when you think about it that way. Because we would have moved to Australia. We would have moved to New Zealand. We would have moved to Ireland if that was still in the mix. We would have moved to the Virgin Islands, you know, essentially sight unseen. I mean, had we been to the Virgin Islands before? Yes, but we were on a boat. It was a Disney cruise and we'd made a stop there. We did an excursion. I don't consider that really seeing the place. And so I would say that that too would have been sight unseen. So everything kind of aligned or not kind of everything did align such that we were able to arrange the move to Guam. And so we did all the things. We sold the houses. We sold the cars. We did all that was necessary to make the move happen. 
And then February 18th of last year, we moved to Guam and called Guam home. And we have called Guam home for the last year and it has been such an amazing experience. It's much more than I could have ever imagined. And it is a true testament that when we are willing to face our fears and to do so without any expectation, to just do so um, wholeheartedly, amazing things really do happen. And, and I'm talking about fears that are not going to be involving any, the disclaimer is no bodily harm or damage. So, you know, we said, all right, as a family, we said, you know what? We don't know what this place looks like. We don't know what it's going to be like there. We watched a whole, my mom watched a ton of YouTube videos. Like, so she was watching all the YouTube videos and she knew like all about like all the spots on the island to go to. And she knew what, what you know, the major roads were like she did her research via YouTube, which was absolutely awesome. And so, you know, so she was, she did her own research. I was doing research in asking colleagues who had been exposed to this place and kind of like, you know, what was it like working here? How were the patients? What kind of pathology? All of that kind of thing. So that was the extent of my research. And, you know, I really did not hear any negative comments. And that was huge for me because everybody said amazing place to work, amazing patients. The pathology is amazing. Like things that you see here, you would not necessarily see stateside and you know things you've read about will be what you'll see i mean absolutely amazing and the patients are incredible Ooh, yeah today the tide is up guys the tide is up i don't know if you could tell but like this area here this little mini beach with rock or coral you normally it is you know there's no water like that far piece of coral rock there usually there's no water that comes up there but the waves are coming all the way up like some of them are breaking and coming high up um, this is a very unique bay because if you can see and it and, and I'll describe it to those who are listening but basically the bay is about a mile or so out is where the reef is located and the reef encircles the entire bay so all the way around I mean a good like three four miles all the way around for the bay and it um, prevents the waves from coming in hard to the shore. So we have a, a giant saltwater pool, essentially, that is this bay. And so on days like this, when it's high alert, the, the water is a little bit less calm. And, you know, even, even like now, the tide, the tide is higher, um, but the current doesn't seem to be as bad. So sometimes they'll, you know, they'll tell you, just be aware that the current might pick up. And so just be aware of that. So now today would be, I was out, I was in the water yesterday swimming. Um, today I was thinking I probably was not going to go swimming in the water just because of the, the advisory, the high advisory. Um, but I definitely wanted to come down and, and be a part of this and, and just, um, record the episode here so that because I felt like it was very appropriate given that it was a one-year anniversary episode so yeah so there you go so I forgot what I was talking about oh yes so you know we looked at everything we talked to colleagues and nobody had anything negative to say and so basically given that that was how I did my research given that um, we went forward with it 
So we acknowledged that there is some fear involved with selling everything and moving 7,000 plus miles away. We acknowledged that there is fear involved with going somewhere you've never been before where you know no one. Absolutely. But we acknowledged that fear and then we took action to mitigate the risk involved. And so my mom took her own action by doing her YouTube video analysis and research and I took my own action by talking to colleagues and gathering as much intel as possible about the practice of medicine here on Guam and let's just say that a year later I can honestly say that this was probably the best move we've ever made it has completely transformed our lives everywhere in every aspect the children are now in school, which is very different from what they had previously experienced because for the last nine years, they had been homeschooled. And now they're in school. They have a great cadre of friends and colleagues that they are interacting with. And they're loving, you know, having different teachers to pour into them and really exercise their zones of genius. And it has been a great experience for them, which we're very happy about because the reason why we started homeschooling to begin with had to do with our son and how he was treated even in preschool. So the fact that now he's able to enter school um, as a middle schooler and just really see his ways is absolutely amazing. We love it. And we attribute that to the foundation that was built in, at home. Yes, we're patting ourselves on the back. Yes, yes, we deserve to put a lot of work into that kid. So there's that. So that's a big change for them. They, um, they're in school now. And then for, um, for our parents, you know, being in a place where it is warm all the time, that diminishes the opportunity for arthritis that are spawned by cold weather, right? <laughs> I have my own like that. I have a bad knee on the right and so that is is something awesome. So uh, I know for a fact my mom has been taking full advantage of this experience in that she's got her garden now. She has her garden all year round. In Michigan, she was, you know, basically confined to keeping her garden during the warmer months. So she would have it in the spring and, and a little bit into the fall, summer and into the fall. Now she can have her garden all year round and she just rotates what kind of crop she has in the garden. And she loves that. She goes and she does her morning walks and then in our on our street and you know there you're not limited by by weather and weather um, as far as an, as being a senior, which is awesome, right? She doesn't have to worry about slipping on ice or having to clear snow or any of that, which we had to deal with when we were in Michigan. Nothing wrong with that. Just uh, you know, I, I prefer this much better. <laughs> I mean, we enjoyed our time in Michigan. We loved it. You know, I I made a way to survive my um, seasonal affective disorder living there for all those years. You know, we just have to go someplace warm every month, every January, February, and March. <laughs> and so now we don't have to do that because guess what? Where we live is warm all the time. It's fantastic. And so, and then my hubby, you know, he's really had a phenomenal experience here. Like his blood pressure has been very good. <laughs> he doesn't have as much stress. And he's able to come down to the beach pretty much every day if he wants to. He's, 
he's gotten back into biking like actual biking and um you know he's he's working on so we're both taking swimming lessons and his goal is to do a triathlon so you know he's um he's working on his swimming and he's working on his biking and then you know the running part we have to figure out how we're going to negotiate that with both of us having bad knees but we'll, we'll figure that part out but is this what i'm saying is the lifestyle is just an active lifestyle and we had a active lifestyle in Michigan as well, but it was just very different. I mean, it was very much like, you know, in order for us to go outside and do things in the wintertime, we had to wear a lot of clothing or we had to like, you know, prepare ourselves for snow and cold and ice and all that stuff. Whereas here, if we want to go outside and like right now it's February, I'm like at the beach, right? I mean, that's just not even a consideration without getting on a plane and traveling quite a distance in order to achieve that when we lived in Michigan, which we did. But what I'm saying is now I have this accessible to me every single day, which is absolutely remarkable. And I have to pinch myself every single time that I think about it. And I am absolutely grateful. And it is one of the number one things that I mention and are thankful. And I, I am thankful for when I do my gratitude practice. Oh, here there's a fisherman behind me. There are lots of people that come and fish here. It's really cool. I love watching them. And, and the other thing, too, is you get to meet some incredible people just being on the beach. Like, I've met so many people just coming to the beach regularly. And everybody has such a fantastic story. I mean, so amazing. It's just when you talk to people, you just find out some incredible things. And everybody's experience is just so different. It's just so neat. Really, really neat. Yeah. So, yeah. So everybody's, everybody's doing well, everybody's doing well. And this experience has completely, I would say has added years to my life. I have to, I have to think that that is the case because I am, I wake up happy and I would sometimes have to work on happiness when I was living in Michigan. Um, and particularly compounded by the fact that we we're in a pandemic, right? I mean, that didn't make things at all very happy. <laughs> Knowing you had to go into work and there were so many uncertainties and people were going dying on you. I mean, that is just, it was, just too, it was too much. And the pandemic, we're still in it. But I will say that when I got here and I looked around and I saw everybody was actually wearing a mask and you know getting vaccinated and all of the things that we were trying to do in order to protect ourselves and to mitigate the spread i saw that happening here and it was so encouraging and it just completely changed my entire perspective and i'm just super grateful for that super grateful because i mean even when we got hit with delta which we got hit pretty hard with delta we still we still did not have the casualties that we could have had people not been compliant with the suggestions of the public health organizations here and and the cdc so i am so grateful for that because honestly like we just could not afford to lose our people. Like, we just can't afford it. Like, we are a small island. We have, what, 160-something thousand people here. You know, we don't, we don't want to see people dropping and, and, and losing them. So 
people realize that and so they take action and i really 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 appreciate the civic pride that people who live here have and that has made my job a lot easier that has made jobs of everybody who is in healthcare here a lot easier and i am super appreciative of um the work of the people here on guam you know and so that that was awesome that was a huge bonus right <laughs> and then so delta hit us we did get we did get hit hard by delta but not as hard as the first original wave before vaccines and all of the other things that are now available and now omicron is here and yes we are seeing people getting infected with it but it is definitely not to the extent like we are hospitalizing less people for specifically that and we are um, also we're also not intubating as many people as we did before because of respiratory um, failure and we are also able to send tons of people who come in positive home because they have minor symptoms and they are not hypoxic I mean it to me that's just like a huge victory and it's all because people are vaccinated all because of that I mean even the kids down to the kids because my children all are vaccinated as soon as they were eligible they got their two shots my as a matter of fact my son should be getting his booster soon um, and then the girls will be ready for their booster in a few months so it's just um, it's amazing so that's all I'll say about that I'll get off my vaccine soapbox <laughs> my COVID soapbox but I mean that's a real thing though I mean that was one of the things that really did a lot of my colleagues in and really is still wearing on people in healthcare even now because we're just seeing it and it doesn't seem like there's any possibility it's going to go away and it doesn't seem like there's any way we can make a difference and it puts us in a very bad position because it makes us feel like we're paralyzed and it makes us feel like we're not able to fulfill our goal, which is to help help you heal, right? To help you get better. Um, so that's the medicine side of things. Um, I speak, spoke to you about how the children have adapted and everything. And we, um, so I mentioned our sim lessons. So let me talk about that a little more. So I... I mean, I kind of knew how to swim, I guess. I did swim lessons as a child. I was able to actually get to the point where I was going to try out for the national swim team. Uh, had we stayed in Jamaica through the sixth grade, which we didn't. But then I didn't really swim that much after that. I no, no longer, when I came to the States, I didn't have the infrastructure to be able to, to continue training. And so my, love, my skill level never really got to develop. And so, you know, I, I knew how to swim from those things that I was taught as a child. And so I, I don't know. I don't consider that truly swimming because if you're not really honing the technique and being a very, um, a very uh, conscious, um, having a conscious interruption in the processes of things and really like mastering the skill um, in a higher level way, um, you truly don't know how to do that thing right because I can maybe survive for a little bit but I don't know it's it's suspect but anyway so here we are we're living on an island and I said you know what we live on this island I need to make sure that I hone up my swimming skills and I hope to be able to participate in some kind of activity where um, I compete right I want to do that 
And so uh, obviously a triathlon or a duo is what I am talking about. Um, probably a try because that involves swimming. And so we one day walking on the beach, same thing. I'm telling you, walking on the beach, I, might, I meet all these people. So one day we were walking on the beach and literally I saw, uh, I saw two ladies in, in the water and they were teaching some young, some youth, some ch- young children how to swim. And I, you know, inquired of one of the parents who, who it was and, and basically said, oh, yeah, that's Coach Lonnie and her daughter. And um, they do some lessons. And I was like, oh, cool. So then I got their info. And then that was it. We have been adopted by my coach. And, you know, now we come out and we take our lessons and we're getting better. And, you know, it has been such a really neat thing because here on this island, you know, once people get to know you, they basically take you in and they treat you like family. And, you know, we have been able to make other connections basically through my coach and just walking on the beach, meeting people on the beach and see it's starting to rain now. This is typical. It's going to rain and then a massive rainbow is going to pop up and it's going to be absolutely incredible. So, Yeah. So that's basically everything, I think. So facing another fear this year. Right. Hello. So, yeah, facing another fear this year. One of the, face, the fears that I'm facing is learning how to swim in open water and um, working on that with my coach, Coach Pilar and Coach Lonnie. And then the other fear that I'm facing is I'm learning to trade. Uh, I know that's um, that's kind of like what? Yeah, um, I have been fearful of the charts and fearful of trading for a while, mainly because I assume that uh, it's a foreign language that I could not learn. And the other assumption that I made was that if I did that, I was going to lose a ton of money. And so I've had to like swallow my pride and take courses. And uh, so my tech company fortuitously does offer a a learning platform to learn how to trade and basically it is something that is a very helpful to people like me who know nothing about trading and are starting from ground zero and it's also extremely helpful for individuals who have a lot of trading experience because it really digs deep into some strategies and risk management that allows for them to see things on a deeper level so I am excited about that. I am excited that I finally bit the bullet. And in September, despite having gotten the subscription in April of last year, in September, taking the steps towards doing the beginner basics and then spending enough time on that. I spent two months on that and then actually moving to my mock account where I started to explore what strategies I was planning on using for my trading uh, quote unquote career. I don't know if you call it that. <laughs> and then ultimately starting my live account in January. And then I just hit a milestone. I just, I just grew my account by 50%, um, this past, this week here. And so I'm super proud of that. And I'm going to move to underneath the tree because the rain is coming down and I didn't put the protective sleeve on the phone. I normally carry the waterproof sleeve, so it's not an issue, but I'm going to have to move again. Try to get a little bit of shelter here. Whew. Okay, this will provide a little bit of shelter. All right. So yeah, so I'm excited about that, facing that fear. So two fears this year. 
facing the fear of swimming in the open ocean by taking swimming lessons and then facing the fear of trading by getting um, highly involved in the learning platform that my tech company offers. So, yeah, and I'm so excited. I grew my account 50%. This is only the beginning. I'm super excited about that. It took me, it took me four weeks to get that 50% growth, but doing so with very small lot sizes and also doing so learning some lessons and blowing the account once or twice i'm just gonna admit that part <laughs> but ultimately now i'm in a i'm in a groove i'm in a groove and i am learning the skills necessary to be able to manage an account that becomes quite large which it will and it'll probably happen in a few months so i am super excited about that and um, loving, loving sharing that, loving telling people about it because I feel like if I could learn with my crazy life and my fear for the charts, then anybody can learn and profit. And part of my, I do have a, a theme for this year. Formidable is my word, but I have a theme and it's gonna be um, hashtag Project Freedom 2022. And part of Project Freedom 2022 is to help 50 families to be able to have or bring home 2,500 in residual income uh, every month. And so that's my goal for 2022. So um, way that you're gonna get there is partially by trading, but there are some other things I have going too. But um, yeah, so if you know anybody who is interested in something like that, interested in trading or interested in learning to trade as a potential income stream, additional income stream, yeah, hit me up. I am happy to talk about it and I wanna share that because I've just been super ecstatic with my progress because I really did not think I would progress this far this fast and I honestly didn't think it would work. So there you go. <laughs> it's working and it's working great and it's working great for lots of colleagues. So anyway, so that was the update for one year, y'all. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you're watching the video, I hope that you got plenty of plenty of the beach and waves and everything and it's super cloudy. Oh, the rainbow's out. Oh my gosh. Oh, can you even see it? Can you see that? Look at that rainbow. Oh my goodness. That rainbow is amazing. Sometimes we get double rainbows. Today it's a single rainbow, but let me see. Is it going across the entire bay? Sometimes it goes all the way across the entire bay. Today is just halfway across and it's hidden by the clouds. But man, look at that. Isn't that phenomenal? Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Oh my gosh. Nature is absolutely awesome. So flipping awesome. All right. <laughs> um, I have ranted and raved for like 30 minutes. So I'm going to give you leave. And I know that your time is precious. And I appreciate you so much for taking the time out to listen to the Fearless Freedom podcast on a weekly basis. I so appreciate you. And I know that you are working on things in your life right now, maybe things that involve fear. And I know that you are finding courage in the tidbits that are shared on this show to face your fear and to emerge victoriously. Because you know what? As a Fearless Freedom Tribe, that's what we do. That's what we do. So, all right, I'm gonna take my crazy self and, and get going. Have an amazing, amazing week and do what you do. Be strong, be brave, and unleash your greatness, friends. I'm going to do a quick pan so you can see the entire bay again. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. 
absolutely beautiful. 